fade in and we slowly fade in and we slow. Okay, now I hear myself. All right. Well done. Well done. Thank you. Uh, You will notice that it is just Matt and myself this week, but in reality, on this week's Happy Hour on SB Nation, there are three people here. It is myself, Dan Rubenstein, the host. It is Matt. I was careful not to flip off the audience. Good, good. It is Matt Ufford, co host of the Happy Hour. It is also Matt Ufford, former Warming Glow. Editor, yes. TV host. So, have, in effect, I have TV bona fides. TV, television bona fides as we move into an episode because we're going to go so heavy into football these next few months. We decided that it would, it would be for the best to look at a huge television event that wasn't football and wasn't sports to just give ourselves a sort of sense of, you know, calm before the storm. Yes. Um, and Breaking Bad is this weekend. Huge oh, event. It is. It's the mid-season premiere. Season 5B. 5B. The final. It's eight episodes, yes. I believe. Eight episodes. Looking at those final episodes um, of the series. And then sort of talking about Breaking Bad. And I want to talk about how it rates in your the historical. Pantheon. The pantheon of, of the historical shows. Um, and we have Entertainment Weekly's top 100 TV shows of all time as a guide because mm-hmm. we got quibbles. We've got quibbles. <laughs> you just you just decembied the word quibbles. Hell's yes. I like that a lot. Um, and because I've been reading Entertainment Weekly pretty much throughout every number two since I was 12 years old, I felt like this had some credibility. Okay. They're I mean they're yeah. the magazine of record yeah. when it comes to this kind of thing. I guess. Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, before we start, let's let me ask you this. Even though I spend each and every week with you at work and beyond, what has been your favorite thing of the week? Um, I think, and, and I think we probably have the same thing. It may here. just be. I'll tell you what. Uh, I'll let you go first. You can go ahead and say it. I'll come up with something else. All right. My favorite thing of this week was we were both in Washington D.C. Uh, to meet with college football and NFL bros on yes. the SB Nation side. Good times. Played a lot of NCAA football. Giant screen atop. The uh, not a top, but giant screen at the at the SB Nation DC office playing NCAA 14 and had the distinct pleasure of having Spencer Hall, Jason Kirk, and the one and only celebrity hot tub do some sort of absurd play by play as if shut down fullback were covering the game. Yeah, it was uh, they were they had their their takes on uh, Paul Feinberg uh, callers like it was uh, did you say Paul Feinberg? <laughs> yeah, fine. I it's just so different. I just made him a Jew. I know. You, well, no, he is. <laughs> no, fine bomb still counts. <laughs> he still gets it. Yeah. No, there. It, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, they were fantastic. So it was a lot of like, let me tell you this, Paul. Missouri shouldn't even be in the SEC. I don't know why they're even on the field, Paul. Hit his ass, Sam. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was that was pretty much the highlight for me too. But yeah. uh, I'll I'll select something different. Uh, uh, just just for. S's and, and S's and G's. S's and G's. Yeah. Um, I would have to say watching Russell Wilson throw the ball six times for two completions. Two for six. How many yards? Uh, 23 yards, I believe. How'd he look? Um, a little more like beginning of season last year than right. end of season Not last year. Not yet in a rhythm. So uh, still very, uh, very good job at, at uh, uh, handling pressure in the pocket, escaping uh uh, escaping rushers, pass rushers, right. turned uh, turned what could have been some sacks into positive yardage. Right. So uh, yeah, I'm still feeling good. It's, it's first preseason game, but I was definitely watching past midnight, having DVR'd it uh, when I got back from DC. And it's night. as enjoyable. I don't watch any real preseason football. No, it, it's not enjoyable it's at all. It's terrible. But you know what? It's better than not, not football. Yeah, not football. Correct. It is indeed. Correct. 
Uh, and as we sort of transition into this weekend with the Breaking Bad premiere, first of all, I caught up on this show entirely last summer, my first summer in New York. Had you not watched it until that point? I had not watched it until that point. I Netflixed the first four seasons and got my hands on season five through other means. <laughs> in a totally legitimate fashion, I'm sure. Legitimate, legal, and respectful of the writing community. AMC. Wink. Ka-kong. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jinx. So... My thoughts are that I watched the whole thing last summer, and I loved it, and it was one of those things where you, you sort of blitz through it once you get to, like, season three-ish, was when it starts getting really addictive yeah. and, like, the whole Gus stuff. Yeah. That's when it, Los Pollos Hermanos. Yes. Uh, that's when it gets starting really good and tense and dramatic. The twins and their gleaming acts. Oh, the twins. Yeah. Um, so, and then I watched season five as it was happening, uh, the first part of season five. So... Is this an event that you've looked forward to for some time? A lot of people have been. You know, what is your define your fandom? I am definitely looking forward to it. Breaking Bad is certainly one of the best shows on television. Brian Cranston's amazing. Yeah. The, the show's shot beautifully. Mm-hmm. More so than any other show on TV, it is uh it's shot cinematically and it's yeah. beautiful to watch in terms of that. Mm-hmm. Um it's not I'm not like, "Oh my god, Breaking Bad." I'm not freaking out. Right. Like I can Is there a show though for you that would have that hold on you? See, uh, for, for me, yes, it's uh, for me, my, my favorite shows. I'm not saying these are the best shows. These are Your my, favorite. my favorite shows, the ones that, that I'm drawn to. to the most, yeah. Uh, Justified, okay. Game of Thrones, and Archer. So those are like your <gasps> yeah. That's shows. that's what I'm pumped about. That's an adjective. And justified, especially because it hits in February, which is right after football. So it's right. like I'm so depressed that the NFL season's over. And gives then it's you like, something to look forward to. I got justified. And then right. Game of Thrones comes in like late March, early April. And right. That's like so that's what gets me through my NFL off season. That may that might be why I gravitate more towards them. Right. But uh, but TV shows. Uh, yeah. I get frustrated by all the, uh, it seems like every blog and, and internet uh, uh, citizen uh, citizen seems to say that like, hey, this is the best show on television. When right. there's like so many different var- like variables that, that, right. uh, that, are, that go into being the best that like nobody can, can agree on. And it's all these stupid conversations. And I would just like say Breaking Bad is the most intense show on television. Mm-hmm. You know, like Mad Men is maybe the best written show on television. Well, what are what are the Emmy nominations for best? I'm putting you on the spot here, and maybe when Will goes back into the studio, hi Will. Hello. Uh, maybe when or you have a computer in front of you. What yeah, are the, I do. So the Emmy nominations for best television, I guess best drama, even though I would say Parks and Recreation is as, as good as most shows on Parks television. Parks and Rec is fantastic. Um, so what what are the the dramatic? Best show nominees this fall. <sighs> Let's because I know out. you have you have Mad Men, you have Game of Thrones, Breaking Bad, Outstanding Drama, Outstanding oh, wait, Drama. This is uh, this is Emmy nomin- nominations 2013. So this is what we've already. I think that's right. In any case, oh, they got 2012. So here are the, the 2013 nominations: yeah. uh, Breaking Bad, mm-hmm. Downton Abbey, mm-hmm. Game of Thrones, Homeland, which was the 2012 one. I don't know how you called it. Because you went Downton Abbey, which is how you pronounce it, but then you went Homeland. Homeland. <laughs> Homeland. House of Cards is also on the list. Claire Danes! Uh, House of Cards and Mad Men. Okay, so do you feel like they left anything off? As for, like, you, obviously they left Justified is yeah. not on there. The the Emmys are a gigantic crock of shit in the first place. Okay. And so, like, and like here, uh, TV bloggers can get upset about them every year. They, they always do. Like, right. they, they always screw everything up. They think that, uh, they think that, 
uh, Showtime's dramedies, which aren't they have zero jokes in them, are comedies. Right, your, your Nurse Jackie's. Yeah, your Nurse Jackie's. Like it got nominated every year, and it's just like that's there's not a single joke just because it's a half right. hour long. They're like, oh, it's a comedy. Right. No, it's not. Okay. So I, I'm already getting spun up. So where is can you make a distinction between your favorite and most excellent? On television, you know, uh, well, it starts with me having better taste than everybody. Okay, Dan. <laughs> that's so where we begin. Once you, al- well, that's a given, sure. of course. Uh, no, I-, I think that it's just a matter of rather than than trying to, you know, force all these shows up a mountain and they have to fight each other to only be right. one on top. Just like there's a, a variety of shows to be enjoyed, and like, for example, Breaking Bad has the benefit. Of having life or death scenarios mm-hmm. uh, to, to there are drive. Stakes. There are stakes. Yeah. Whereas Mad Men is just uh, it's people working in a workplace environment. Uh, well, they're you know R.I.P. Lane. Yeah. <laughs> so there's 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 less of that stakes, and, yes. and you're basically it's 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 basically just a, a guy searching for himself. They're very meta, meta metaphysical right. uh, uh, drama, and it's a workplace. So I think that. Mad Men probably does more with less, right. but break that doesn't make Breaking Bad any less excellent. Correct. All right, I'm going to go specific to Breaking Bad. What are your favorite moments from the show that you hope that something can be on the level of those in these final fi- eight episodes? <sighs> like, where, where is the intensity? Where is the humor? Where is the, the, the shock? What, when you look back at the first four and a half seasons of Breaking Bad, what, what is it defined by? For me, it's... Uh, uh, it's it's the visuals that that pop like okay. like for me it's the uh, the uh, the glint of the axe that the the, the twins carry mm-hmm. like there's a the, that's that whole scene though it's like it's not just they're carrying an axe to murder a guy with there it's a shiny axe <laughs> like it's a chrome plated axe and yeah. like that's something that's completely unnecessary done strictly for visual purposes but it mm-hmm. is so striking and, and memorable that's that shows the kind of like detail they take into creating uh, memorable memorable images and uh like walt in the shower and not even realizing how close he is to death uh that's that's one of the things that pops out dramatic wise uh there's also uh the other on the other side of the spectrum it's it's the pizza on the roof yep of course first take that's the like the behind the production story really first take he got the pizza on the roof and then uh back to the dramatic side i would go to uh Jesse about to make a kill, and then Walt coming out. And spoilers, by the way, if you're if you're watching this, here we like, are. Hey, I'm, I'm maybe I'm interested in breaking tuning into Breaking Bad for the first time ever. Uh, you're doing it wrong, yeah. sirs and and ladies. If you're in the middle of season three right now, just go ahead and press stop and watch <laughs> this when you're done with the uh, the first four and a half seasons. I. Uh, is, is Walt coming out of nowhere to run those guys over with the Pontiac Aztec? Pontiac Aztec. Man, they are getting some mileage, uh, auto term, out of their uh, product guys. placement ad. Yes, they, they absolutely are. No, there are, there are a ton. They've, I was about to say, like, what they've done so well is the bad guys are always so good. But then you realize, I think they're all, I think they're all bad guys. Yeah, <laughs> I think basically. they're all bad guys on this show. But, like, just Gus in and of himself and all the Pollos Hermano stuff, all, all, all amazing. Yeah. Leading up to his... Oh god, the 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 next the the, the next slashing that with Victor, That's, that, that was, was heavy. That was maybe, and I've you know I've watched a lot of shows that have it, a lot of grisly shows out there that are great. You know your Sopranos, The Wire, all those shows. But that scene with no dialogue, hard to watch. Very very hard difficult to watch. to watch a man bleed out. Yeah, and they they didn't they didn't cut away like Mm-mm. they just, they they made you watch that. And that was like one of the more <laughs> one of the one of the cool things I've liked about the show is. The evolution of Hank, 
well, not even evolution, where like the, the picture is painted wider and wider. Where at first he just seemed like a broy DEA type officer, like yeah. all right, and just like he's a little racist, he's just a little broy, and like let's ride. But then like you slowly seem like oh, he's really good at his job, and it's he's just like a complicated dude. Like the Hank character is fantastic, and I guess as close to a good guy or sort of heart of the show, if there were to be one. Yeah. Uh, all, all of the, the family members are interesting. The, the revelation that Walt Jr. is always eating breakfast. Yeah. There, there were two revelations. It was Walt Jr. is always eating breakfast, and Marie's always wearing purple. Purple, yeah. Right, and I was like... <sighs> Once you realize this, you're, it, it, that's actually... Just like those little nuggets. See, I don't love the Marie always in purple thing. Really? Because now I it's don't. distracting? It, it is. It's just like, it's like, come on. I know she has something else in her closet. Right. She just likes purple. Ugh. I yeah. don't know. That's a, that's all actually worth one of the, when we talk about everybody like focuses on like best show on television. They're so right. eager because it's so intense. But there are there are marked weaknesses in the show too. Right. Uh, what what are they? Well, anytime Skyler's on with the exception of I would say Skyler's is ve- it's not even polarizing. No, there's a consensus it's, that people hate Skyler. And I uh, two it's it's part of it is she's trying to, you know, keep the family like if you if there's this woman who is a wife, newborn right. baby, uh, does is putting up with these this awful her husband is, has become right. a crime lord, essentially. No, not a sen- yeah, <laughs> very directly, yeah, <laughs> very directly, and so she sh- she she should be upset about that. She should be distressing. Right. I uh, you feel like the show has painted her as sort of a an evil figure for wanting to break things up. Yeah, it, it's it's. I don't think that she was given. Uh, a, f- a sympathetic look, right? Like the for what she had to do, like like the the writers could have done a, jo- a better job of making her a sympathetic character. More flesh. We out, should yeah. have been rooting for her, right? We should have been like, yeah, what 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 Walt is doing is is BS. Come on, like let's let, listen to Skyler. I think I think though the reason that they may not have is because they painted her initially as so unsympathetic as sort of like this nag with his light and oh the sad birthday hand job. This yeah, a lot of birthday HJ. Yeah. A lot of birth, yeah. So there, w- there was like all of the the reasons not to like her, and then it was hard to find reasons to start rooting for her to change this drug-addled whatever. I think so. I think running, uh, 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 laundering the money helped move her in the right direction. Yes, that scene with her standing with like the castle of hundred-dollar bills. Yeah, just, in the, just spray it for silverfish. <laughs> not bad. Yeah, not a bad place to be. No, everything. I'm and the the final thing I really like when you're talking about just like characters, just like awesome fleshed out character mike ermintrout oh great character <sighs> just perfect i just loved watching every second of him yeah. so i don't know there, there it, it just stands out to me more i mean there's there's all these like the hypertense moments and everything with uh with the you know obviously at the very end of season four or five and a half or whatever five point a uh with uh, hank on the toilet it's just all those like moments where like you're you're not even on the edge of your seat you're just like yeah and even even characters who uh, who don't end up succeeding on the show, right? Even guys like like Gale is, was like intensely oh. likable, right? Absolutely. What happened? Uh, that's that's my my phone is making a run for it. Okay, that happens. Yeah. Duffed it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Will. Uh, <laughs> well played, sir. Uh, all right. So now let me ask you this: it's it's the most intense show on television. Where does it rate to you historically? Now we have the Entertainment Weekly list in front of us. It's listed at number eighteen, which feels reasonable when you look at the other members of the top 20 it's for the most part all shows that have come to either have cult status or define a certain moment in time uh do you think it should be higher or lower absolutely higher absolutely higher higher like so 
So uh, where, where, where do you take exception? First of all, before we before we go into the Entertainment Weekly yeah. uh, rankings, and these are for the all-time greatest TV shows. Yes. And they have uh, three main barometers for uh, or three main factors for for this list. Right. Uh, number one is entertainment value then and now. Number two is social and cultural significance. Yep. And number three is groundbreaking originality. If it changed the medium, it's giving. Are you okay with more. those being? As much as look, I have problems with any time your half-hour sitcoms are compared to hour-long seri- right. serialized but dramas. Th- those feel like good qualifications Absolutely. for coming up with the within, list. Within the problematic, uh, within the problematic uh, means of, of ranking all of television and the, the various forms of entertainment it, right. it encompasses, I'm okay with it. Okay. So, uh, Breaking, Breaking Bad at 18, 18, you think should be higher. Where do you take exception with the shows above it? All right, so number one is The Wire. No, pro- like I'm not going to argue that. Number two, The Simpsons. I'm not going to argue that. Right. Three, Seinfeld. Also fine with that. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, as we, I'm not going to go just rank through all the rankings. Right. But uh, number five was The Sopranos. Number nine is Mad Men. And then uh, notably ahead of Breaking Bad is number eight, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Ahead of Mad Men, mind you. Right. Um. I'm upset about that. I didn't watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It's uh, I don't have a fully formed opinion of it. I know that it has the cult status. It's what's his name? Joss Whedon was the creator yeah. and showrunner. I feel like most Joss Whedon shows, it's grossly overrated by a small cabal of fans. Really? Okay. Yeah. That's fair. And those 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 small and loud cabal of fans are right now uh, putting together uh, an online campaign to have me deposed. <laughs> I'm sure they are. Yeah, Whedon fans. <laughs> Wow. Okay. I see. I haven't watched. I didn't watch Firefly. I didn't watch. Um, what else has he done? To to Joss Whedon's credit, Firefly was, was pretty good. Nathan, okay. But mostly uh, less so for for Joss Whedon and, and what it was, but then for Nathan Fillion, who right. is amazing. Who used that project? And yes. Yeah. Um, all right. So I I would actually have Breaking Bad ahead of Mad Men. I. I don't know where it, where to stand because well, I think that when you rank shows that haven't run their completion, true. Yet, uh, I, I think, especially with serialized dramas, less so for like you know sitcoms that like you know aren't necessarily tied one week to the next, right? Um, or even uh, your procedurals, uh, your dramatic procedurals that mm-hmm. you know aren't an ongoing storyline right. per se. Uh, I would say Mad Men, another show that was given a cinematic treatment yes. in its look and its writing. Yes, absolutely. Uh, it's it's twelve, thirteen, mo- mini movies. Yeah, I each. say I say. Mad Men is uh, is has a a larger, more inclusive cast. Right. It has the benefit of being in the '60s. You can give it that historical right. treatment and, and like a take hook. a step back. Yes. Um, Breaking Bad has that more of that focus, smaller cast. Right. I think they're they're neck and neck with. Okay. With, I'm not going to say one's better than the other. I like them both a lot. But Buffy stands out to you now, as, as a. Have as you a, watched a lot of Buffy? I've watched. I can't even get through entire episodes because I think really? I think it's so cheesy what what is the appeal of the show like what is the like the core thing that people point to why this is such a good show i don't know really i, I honestly don't know no, i'm not saying like what is it but like do people have, have people made the case for i d- it? i think first of all i i i think that buffy the vampire slayer the movie mm-hmm. uh has a much more appealing buffy i don't think sarah michelle geller is really that great. um her name christy Chris, uh, i forget her name what's her name Little help, Will. Will! <laughs> Next, continue. It was uh, Dwayne Johnson. Dwayne, Dwayne, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Dwayne the okay. Rock Johnson. He was fantastic. Yeah, really it's sold like a, it. It's like a chameleon. Uh-huh. 
Um, I, I honestly don't know why people consider Buffy so great. Um, okay. I guess I guess they think it's clever. I never found it to be very enjoyable. All um, right, well, let's move on from a show that neither one of us has that positive of opinion about. So where else on this list? As we look at it, uh, Andy Griffith show at seven, it's hard to have a strong opinion either way of Andy Griffith show was so long ago and it had no cultural I impact guess, yeah, I guess upon us. I, you know, I can still whistle the, the, the Abs- tune. True. But uh, beyond that... I'm gonna. What I've done is I've highlighted uh, some important TV dramas that, okay. that 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 stick out on the list. Okay. So I'm focusing more on the recent ones. Please do. But uh, we've talked about one, The Wire, five, Sopranos, nine, Mad Men, eighteen, Breaking Bad, too low by by probably eight or nine spots. Right. At least. And we haven't even seen the conclusion of exactly. the story. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, as we go down, we see Lost at twenty four. Which now, well, how do you feel about Lost at twenty four? Um. It's a number twenty-four. Twenty-four is the no, show. No, I mean Lost at number twenty-four. Yeah, I don't have a quibble with it. I, I, I found Lost as a series to be incredibly problematic. Right. And it's, I think everybody would agree. Yeah. Its fans were so devoted to the mythology of the show and thinking that there was more to it than that it actually was. Right. Whereas I think the people who wrote the show were more interested in creating mystery than actually creating a plot that would uh, make sense. Right. An arc. Yes. Of sorts. A natural arc. Uh, and and part of that's the the problem with TV itself, where you don't know if the show's going to be renewed next year, and mm-hmm. you're just trying to get through the season rather than like, oh, okay, we're guaranteed to have seven seasons, and so this is the arc that's going to play out. Uh, cable dramas have done a better job of being kind of guaranteed those uh, those a chance for those storylines to be played out over a sensible. But it's arc. probably the show with the the best and most robust history of making the fans care. Yes. Of what is happening. What is what is the explanation for this? I must know. I have so many theories in my head where it, it brought out uh, post-show thinking and sort of postulating, I think, more than any other show, maybe ever. It's, uh, it kind of uh, caught... It, it's this right time on the TV and internet where... Right. It was, there were message boards. It was one of the last shows where live viewing was imperative because right. that was part of like the, that was just when Twitter was starting to explode. Mm-hmm. And then it, I feel like Lost also brought up the the discussion of of, of TV uh, serial dramas online as well. Absolutely, no. Lost did huge things and and moved. I mean. All of lost, all of the lost clones that came out shortly thereafter, and since then, oh, have almost all failed. Yeah, interestingly enough, which I think g- gives Lost even more of a boost. And like, it's really hard to do this well. Yes, and Lost did it very well to make people care. Yeah, I think that uh, the problem was that uh, Lost did such a, a good job of teasing out new things, right. uh, n- like like new things very very slowly, like touching upon like I don't want to call it the supernatural, but right. like things that were. Ble- like stepping away from reality more a bit. science fiction yes uh and they were slow to get into that it started out just being people from a plane crash trapped on an island right which I- but then they were like well there's a monster yeah smoky smoky um and it had charlie from party of five yes so there's that and uh and a, 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 a wee lad from, from lord of the rings uh moving along yes yeah. there's, there's some uh boring dramas that were important in moving the uh uh, moving the the medium forward in the 1980s. Hill Street Blues is one of those shows I know I need to see that no, I haven't watched. It. Is don't. it not that good? Well, it's it's just a cop show from the 80s. Like, it, and it does it's 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 important in the way that it moved 
uh, it moved the medium forward. Right. Like it was a more gritty police drama, like than usual that, that people were used to. That uh, moved things in the direction that of like that reached its peak with the wire, of course. Right. But it was but Law and Order, NYPD Blue. They all yeah, have sort of their NYPD foundations. NYPD Blue has its has its roots in Hill Street Blues. Right. And uh, pretty much every procedural show now. Yeah. When you when you look about, and that was a a network show. Yeah. And um, forty one Twin Peaks, uh, only two seasons. Never but, gave it a shot. Uh, it's it's weird, you know. Like it's it's right. what you exactly what you would expect from uh, a TV show from David Lynch. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched it when I was like twelve with my family. Uh, I had a strange family. Okay, and did your family like it? Did you yeah, like lo- it at the time? We loved it because uh, we were living in Southern Illinois and wanted to be in the Pacific Northwest, and the show okay. took place in the Pacific, in the Pacific Northwest. Northwest. Okay, uh, even if it meant uh, Bob smashing his head into the mirror. <laughs> and you have to. See I don't. It. I don't know the reference. Let but me. But it's, it's super weird. But it was imperative in the way that it. Uh, it just took the, the TV drama and moved it forward. Right. Into more of that. Uh, hey, it can be more like the movies. It can be uh, deeper TV than just an hour of blah. I, I, true. I'd like to ask you this, even though it's it's comedy related, and because and we're talking dramas. But are there shows that you find funny that were produced before 1980? Uh, Monty Python. You Monty Python. You can sit down and la- and have genuine Monty, gut laughs. Yes, Monty Python's Flying Circus, uh, which here ranks number twenty-seven mm-hmm. overall. Rightfully um, so. I think, and I can. By the way, I'm just asking you because it is difficult. It is difficult when we have these options. When we see the short form and long form and the movies that exist now, it's it is sometimes difficult to sort of see the see the comedic sensibility in a lot of these shows. Yeah, Saturday Night Live as well. Yeah, uh, early. And and here's the thing, everybody. People always say Saturday Night Live has fallen off. It's gotten worse. Right. It has its ups and downs, mm-hmm. but it's always, it's always every week, week to week, it's hit and miss. Right. Uh, and there's going to be unfunny sketches. Like if you watch an entire, like, it's, an, it's very difficult. 80 minutes from 1977, there might be that one classic sketch that you love with, with Belushi or, or with Dan Aykroyd. But right. It's, you're going to have like 45 minutes it's where you're still just sandwiched. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's still going to have, I've hit and miss. So like, SNL, which which I think justifiably is is twelve overall, yes, uh, because it's it's a stalwart. Like Absolutely, thir- thirty it continues plus to years, be. yeah, yeah. Uh, forty, yeah. And even when you, th- yeah, like you said, even when you think like, oh, the show's stale or that it's not funny more, then you watch like Bill Hader with his like <sighs> army vet puppet. Bill Hader's incredible. Yeah. It's, it, that's a loss for the show, but they, yes. they keep moving forward. They'll, yeah, they'll find the next Bill Hader. Um, but like a show like The Honeymooners. Will you sit down and laugh at, like Archie Bunker? No, it's tough. No, and you 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 watch and you're like, I get why this was so crazy back then. That's, I get it. That's what's frustrating for me, and that um, I think that in terms of a show that I have to watch, right? That I find instantly funny, that I find quotable, that has like layers to the comedy. Mm-hmm. I think like Archer is the best successor to The Simpsons we've ever had. Yeah, and uh, that it's something that makes me laugh out loud every week, and I find it rewatchable and quotable. Yep. And there's not really a show that's that's even that's quite at that level for me. Maybe I'm just drawing the line because they're both animated. Right. But, uh, yeah, and and that's it's just it's it's silly because I find that like so eminently more watchable than All in the Family. Yes. That and, and and The Simpsons has an advantage that almost none of these shows have. It's an animated show. You can just do things. Just the world of comedy yes. is so is so much more expandable. And I think the brilliance of The Simpsons, you know, the the writing is brilliant. It's produced so many great writers. It's it's spot on. It's consistently. I don't really watch it that much anymore. But you know, the first fourteen years of it, at least yeah, eleven, eleven years, whatever 10, the case seven. may be. You'll, you'll have like your Simpsons snobs will always be like right. Uh, two through nine is what it is the best seasons. Right. 
the, the, but the big brilliance to me is the universe. The, oh, the yeah. Springfield universe that was created yeah. is the actual like A1 thing about that show where you can understand jokes about 78 different people. Yeah. There's there you, you can under, understand a joke about Troy McClure and Hans Molman and the Bumblebee Man and all these different people and no show on this list none of these hundred shows created a universe like that. That's that's what's kind of scary to me about uh, <laughs> the young folks, <laughs> uh, and that that people that are like coming out of college now are the same age as Simpsons. Like they didn't grow up watching The Simpsons. Correct. And uh, <laughs> that's I don't want to live in a world where people don't get Simpsons references. Right. If I if I were to say me fail English, that's impossible. And you say I don't. What are you? What? Why are you adjusting those words? Yeah. Like you. It's a a Ralph a Ralph Wiggum thing. And yeah. No, it's 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 upsetting. Or like when people people would give me uh, like Family Guy uh, quotes instead mm-hmm. of Simpsons, and I'm I'm just like, what are you? I don't. What are you saying to me? This is true. And right. Family Guy is it does have some some quotable stuff. I I'm not I'm not gonna take a crapple or Family right. Guy like a lot of people like to do. But right. Yeah, it's just you got people. You owe it to yourself. If you're if you're a youngster watching the show, you owe it to yourself to watch like. At least seasons two through nine of The Simpsons. Absolutely. Oh, no one th- knows what you're talking Shut about. Shut up, old Will. Man. <laughs> God damn. Where's Where's dinosaurs fall on the list? Dinosaurs is number five. <laughs> <laughs> and then also, which of Guy Fieri's shows is the highest? Because I assume they're all on there. Guy's uh, Big Bite is thirty nine. Okay. No. Nope, and Diners, it. Drive-ins, and Dives number seventy three. And somehow, just as a person, he shows up at seven. Seven. Yes. <laughs> Lucky number seven. He's He's right ahead of Buffy the Vampire. Because we're in heaven. With number seven. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> Just got douche chills from I that. Have rockin', rockin'. <laughs> I have starred at number forty-five, Gilmore Girls, which should be significantly you've been, higher. You've been binge watching Gilmore it's Girls. It's a really good show. It is a good show. They've created their own mini universe in Stars yeah. Hollow. Yeah. Have you watched it at all? I've watched. I've watched episodes. I never got an entire season. Forty-five. It made the list. It's ahead of the Rockford Files. So suck it, James Gardner. It's ahead of Friday Night Lights, which I'm sure a lot of people will have a problem with too. Well, Friday Night Lights had some problematic moments. I'll tell you what, uh, uh, those moments were called Season 2? Season 2, the beginning of Season 2. Yeah. It, it picked up. Yeah, Friday yeah, uh, Night Lights was fantastic. Um, it was, uh, Friday Night Lights, like, like Season 1, was just like every single episode, was just like, ah, I yeah. love you guys! Texas forever. Forever, um, forever, forever, forever. I will say my uh, my attention span, because I don't have a, a ton amount of time to watch TV, I, right. I am more geared towards the cable dramas mm-hmm. just because it's like 10 to 13 episodes in a season like dude the uh, uh like a season of 24 like that's too many episodes by a solid 12 for me i have I, I i said this on twitter i don't hide about hide behind it or hide my opinion i don't think 24 is that good of a show no that's not 20 which by the way is, it's on uh, here is 86 and i respect the fact that it did create that sort of hooky catchy medium not yeah. create but really sort of perfected in its own way um I didn't like it's yeah I don't know I thought it was you know you watch like eight episodes you're like all right they're all like then there's a shadowy cabal behind the yeah. shadowy cabal like I it's, just don't care it's not uh, I think if it had been tell us air, where the activator is if it had been three seasons instead of eight yeah it would have been it, I think it would have stood up a little bit better right um, going back to our list of of uh, of dramas that popped out for me 48 yes. was Friday Night Lights 54 NYPD Blue. 57. I need to I need to binge watch NYPD Blue. Two two important ones here are 57 and 60. 57 is The Shield. A lot of people think that should be higher. And 60 is de- and at 60 is Deadwood, which uh, only got 3 seasons on HBO. Right. Never got the chance to close the show properly. Did you like Deadwood? Uh 
Yes. I think I was too young when I like wanted to really like it and enjoy it. I think I was probably like 16. Uh, it uh, Deadwood was on the air when I had just started my Marine Corps career. So okay. there's, a, there's a hole in my viewing experience. I just straight up didn't watch TV from like 2000 to 2004. Okay. The one episode that I caught like was just in the middle of the run. And I was like, I, I'm a, I was like a Marine. And I was like, yo, I swear like every third word. And this is too much swearing for me. <laughs> David Milch, it's Milch, right? Uh, that did that show? Yes. I feel like it yes. is, yeah. And I, I feel like I, I, that's, A, that's an unfair judgment. Right. Uh, and, uh, and B, I think that I'd need to go back uh, and just give it a fair shake. Just right. Because uh, it's, everybody said so much about it. I got to go back. I tried the show he tried to do after Deadwood. John from Cincinnati. Oh, people hated that. Really bad. My old roommate Kirk was like the only person who ever loved that show. I did not like that show. Yeah. I, it was just not for me. What else do you have starred? I... At number 72, Battlestar Galactica. Tried tried watching that, and I f- don't feel like I gave it a fair shot. I think that in the last couple of months, uh, the S.H.I.E.L.D. and Deadwood were important in that, like, they, uh, the S.H.I.E.L.D. pushing basic cable, yes, basic cable uh, uh, serial dramas, mm-hmm. uh, taking them to the next level, that, uh, and, uh, and Deadwood as well, pushing, like, HBO's standard right. a little bit higher. Uh, Battlestar Galactica was, uh, w- it was interesting in that, like, your basic cable like put sci-fi on the map mm-hmm. uh and that they were they they had never done like really good original series until that point right uh <laughs> or since since yeah zing uh but uh the first two seasons of that are like really really good and then the final three are just so you watched all mess. you watched through it all i stopped watching like season three or so really it just it just and then i talked to people who were still watching and they were just like i, I hate it I feel like the Venn diagram for people that love Battlestar Galactica and Buffy the Vampire Slayer is just a circle. Pretty, it's just it's, one I single think it's circle. Close. Yeah, I think because the, the people who uh, are usually tied into that are into like the the badass like female lead characters. Right. Where where Whedon falls apart is that his badass lead female characters usually weigh like eighty five pounds. Yeah, they're real small. At least Battlestar Galactica had had like uh, their Starbuck uh, mm-hmm. was played by like a, a strong kick ass woman. Right. Okay, that's fair. Katie uh, names blanking. Sackoff. Katie Sackoff. Nice, nice pull. Thank you very nice much. Pull. And then I have, uh, a, I have a quick hypothetical though. Yes. Go. It's TV related. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We talked Simpsons already. Talk yes, Archer. We if you could live in any animated world, which one would it be? From Archer or The Simpsons? No, any any animated world. Uh, King of the Hill. You know. Oh, okay. So so uh, okay. You would have you would have to have really really low sight set to sit to choose King of the Hill. Will, like I just want to live in a. Basically, was my childhood already. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) That and or look, it's a it's a simple life. You like your beer. You like your football. You like your grilling. Yeah. You could do worse things. Yeah. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I would. I would choose Archer just for the uh, the sexy ladies and the hard drinking people and the glamorous locations and the cool cars. You could also be the one working at the laundromat, the front though. That'd be cool. I get to see them every day. You get to see them. Like, hey guys, you're still sexy. Have Archer just insult me every day. That'd be nice. Um, I might say the Jetsons. <laughs> <laughs> that could be really fun. Have you heard the conspiracy that the Jetsons and the Flintstones take? They're, they're going on at the same time, but uh, the Jetsons are like the upper class. Yeah, I've heard that. I really? Think. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'd have to give that more thought. Yeah. That's a good question, though. Um, cool World would be a, a fun <laughs> okay. time. I just want sexy cartoon Kim Basinger. Sexy cartoon Kim Basinger. I mean, if there were a, an animated world that was like me coming home to Jessica Rabbit, yeah. I could get on board with that. Um, 
That's a good question. Well, I think we're going to give that give that some more additional thought. Um, any other shows that stand out to you on this list? Comedies, dramas, any Chappelle show at 66, I think should be higher. Yeah. You look at some I th- of the I think it's it's pretty like historically important. Freaks uh, and Geeks I really liked. No. Really, it. you did I know hated you did like it. Freaks and Geeks. Hated it. And and but you'll 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 admit to a reason why you didn't like yes, it. It's no, not because of the quality of the no, show the necessarily. Quali- the quality is in- incredibly high. Right. But uh, the reason that the high school shows that do well uh, is because they they depict high school in a completely fake manner. They're a utopia. Yeah. Yeah. And they com- they com- they do a horrible job of reflecting the the realism of, of high school. Right. When you depict what an awful, terrible place high school is, as Freaks and Geeks did, right. it's unwatchable. It just reminded me, I was like, oh, God, high school was terrible. Yeah. And I, I hate these people. Yeah. I see. I, I felt like I had enough distance from high school where I, I just appreciated the show, I don't think the I'll humor. I ever have enough really? distance from high school. Wow. Maybe that's another show. Yeah. Maybe that's it's an entirely different. Um, I would like to close the uh, Game of Thrones at 76 is uh, both at the same time too low and premature because uh, it's not that we, we have no idea. Like the show could have could run four more seasons, two more seasons. Here's my problem with Game of Thrones being on this list at all. It's too awesome. Uh, I have no idea if it's awesome or not awesome. I haven't watched. But here's my pro- my, my deal with Game of Thrones. The source material was all there. Granted, they pulled it. They they pulled it off very very well in a great way. But this is the source. It's not like there are writers coming up with, oh, where's the story going to go next season? Like you know where the story is going. You don't know how they're going to arrange it. You don't know how it's going to be executed. But you have a general sense. I now, see, I think that you're speaking as someone who has uh, neither. Uh, I haven't read or watched. That is correct. Uh, you have not. So you don't. Uh, I feel like. Uh, uh, <laughs> Uh, I feel like you got to give. Uh, a and I want to watch this. I'm not not yeah, watching yeah, yeah. this for that reason. So I think that there's a lot of difficulty in condensing a 600 page book into 10 one hour episodes. Correct. Uh, that's incredibly difficult to do. And the show has managed to uh, be faithful to the source material mm-hmm. while also giving uh, certain characters more depth. Okay. And uh, also streamlining storylines where George R. R. Martin has gone off in his little rambling right. universe. Right. No, it, it, it's absolutely a separate kind of challenge than writers for Mad Men or Breaking Bad who are coming up with the source material themselves. And, and which is which is uh, a, a creative. Uh, which they also have two categories in the Oscars because of this. Yes. Yeah. But but I I think that. Uh, as difficult as it is to come up with your own storylines, whatever, it's also incredibly difficult to uh, to adapt something Absolutely. so vast, so vast, and uh, and to make it applicable or to make it uh, a sensible, digestible ten hour uh, experience. Have you served time in Oz? Uh, I never watched Oz. Again, that's part of my that's part of my dark window of uh, of adulthood. Um, also, I, I would like to say, uh, going back, I, I hate to circle back to, to, to things that we've uh, moved on from. Right. But, but. Uh, regarding Will's question about animated worlds, mm-hmm. uh, Spencer Hall, our editorial director, okay. has chimed in with saying the world of Frisky Dingo. Ooh, Frisky Dingo. Which That's is, a good time. Which is kind of like Archer, but uh, with a sci-fi tinge. Yes. It's much which, more sci-fi, and you have a character named Killface. Killface, radioactive ants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can get and, down with that. And people saying boosh. 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 And, or, and or cacao. Or cacao. Oh, that is a good world. All right. Uh, I think, you know, look, we have the list down below the window in which we are speaking right now on SBNation.com. So leave your thoughts in the comments about higher, lower, things like that. 
you're you're trying to take us out and I want yes. you to, I want you to take us out. Yes. But I also don't want you to close the show without me saying that oh. it is a crime. A crime that should be punishable under United States law yeah. that justified is not in the top 100 all-time greatest shows because that show kicks ass. I mean, it's no Grey's Anatomy at number 95. Oh, my God. But I am agreeing. agreeing with what he's saying. Whoever is responsible for Grey's Anatomy being the 95th all-time greatest show while justified is not, I would like them to appear in front of me, mm-hmm. and I want to hit them square in the nose until, until blood streams out of their nostrils yeah. and their eyes well with tears, and then they can go. I don't want any more or less than that just want to hit him in the nose once. There it is. What are what are the bottom five on the list? Bottom five. Ni- 96 is Malcolm in the Middle, eh. which didn't really watch a ton of, but I could appreciate. All-time greatest, really? The Comeback, which I want to say is Lisa Kudrow. Y- yes. I want, Wasn't that her like HBO Showtime show? I think so. Yeah, how that could was that... really recent, wasn't it? Yeah. Jesus, how could that make all... That's a, a goddamn ridiculous... Ridiculous! I think I pronounced Kudrow correctly, though. I don't believe it's Kudrow, so I'm pretty happy about that. Bewitched, which is the bing, bing, bing. Sure. Um, It's one of those all-timer shows. Uh, Alias. Did you watch much of Alias? Uh, J.J. Abrams? It put J.J. Abrams on the map, so I guess, okay. Uh, Brady Bunch. Sure. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Yeah. Did you watch Felicity? That's on here somewhere. Um, I thought I saw Felicity. I saw, like, a season of it. Okay, there it is. Number 90. I don't, I'm not. I'm not against it. I would have Star Trek. Well, like, is there Star Trek and Star Trek: The Next Generation? Yes, they're both on there. I would. Wh- where's Next Generation? Star Trek: The Original is 91. Next yeah. Generation is 69. All 69. right, that's about right. As long as it's on there. Um, other than that, Family Ties in Living. I like In Living Color actually. Um, in Living Color belongs on there just because it was. Uh, I you're, it was groundbreaking. It was a, it was a variety show it mm-hmm. was on Fox, and it's like, hey. A black audience exists, and we're going to put uh, black actors in it and uh, actually appeal to people who aren't just white. Right. And I think that's actually a pretty big step forward for TV, although uh, networks have seemed to abandon that train of thought. Will and Grace, ahead of Project One Way. Your thoughts? Uh, well, you know, they got, <laughs> they got the gay shows covered. They do have shows covered. No, Will and Grace is really important. Like, I, And the same thing with uh, with with uh, with Ellen. Like, mm-hmm. like Having gay characters on TV is, yes, is a no, huge, absolutely huge step forward. He meant gay as in like cool and hip. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I would have South Park at 87 ahead of Will and Grace. Oh, yeah. I would have South Park much higher. Yeah, South Park I, I mean, it's uh, it's really taken the mantle from uh, it's, it's longevity. Mm-hmm. Simpsons here is number two of course. South Park, uh, while I would not live in South Park, by the way. No, that's a <laughs> yeah, that's a lousy animated world yeah. to live in. I think that uh, South Park, because it's kind of hit and miss from week to week, right? Uh, True, doesn't uh, doesn't get a lot of the credit that it's due because it can have some fantastic weeks where their their manic uh, creation of the show can hit on things that are. Uh, in the now, recent, it's, 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 absolutely, it's like modern criticism, right? And it does that really well. Uh, I think that, that South Park deserves to be a little bit higher. I think Justified should be, I don't know, five on the list. Five, number five, or yeah. five different spots should be occupied by the show Justified. Yes and yes, yes and yes. All right. Once again, the list, the full complete list, which came out weeks and weeks ago, is beneath the box in which we are speaking, uh, is on the SB Nation page. So let us know in the comments what should be higher, what should be lower, uh, where you would arrange everything, and what you think of Matt's glasses. 
I like them. Thanks. Yeah. All right. So we are going to see you next week on the Happy Hour, and things are going to get a lot more football-y. Yes. Bye. Bye.